0: Have you ever heard the one about Otto Titzling?
1: Otto Titzling, inventor and crouched, had nothing
2: to get very worked up about. His inventions were failures; his future seemed bleak. He fled to the opera at least twice a week.
0: Trivial pursuits as he invented the bra.
2: One night at the opera, he saw an Aida whose bust was so big it would often impede him
0: There's a lot of confusion over who actually invented the bra. Otto's tale is nothing more than an urban myth. Oh my From breast coverings in ancient Greece to needle lace designs in 15th century Austria, the bra's origins are debatable. Well, the bra was invented by a woman called Hermione
3: Cadal, and she's French, and that company Cadal are still going. There were some
4: women who were prominent designers at that time, like Lady Duff Gordon, who also claims to have invented the brassiere.
0: Officially, though, credit goes to a woman named Mary Phelps Jacob, exactly 100 years ago.
5: I can't say that the brassiere will ever take as
0: great a place in history as the steamboat, but I did invent it. This is the centenary of the garment which lies closest to a woman's heart. In 1914, Mary had no idea what was about to unfold from this invention. 100 years of fashion, social change... And sexual desire. Mary was a New York socialite. Marie was Mary's French maid. I danced at from one to three balls every
5: night that season, and my usual hours in bed were from four in the morning to noon. Marie's were from four to ten. When I made my debut, girlish figures were being encased in a sort of box like armor of whalebone and pink cordage. A lady would never be seen without her corset. This contraption ran upwards from the knee to under the armpit, and they were hellishly binding as well. If petting had been practiced in those days, it never would have gone very far. For even to get one's own finger beneath the corset cover took a lot of wriggling. (laughs) It wasn't a determination to ease this virgin state that motivated my invention, but rather a desire to move and sway and dance in comfort.
0: One rainy New York afternoon, Mary began to make preparations for yet another debutante ball. She looked at her corset with disgust.
5: "Ugh, I'm not going to wear that thing tonight. It spoils the entire effect. But Mademoiselle cannot go without a soutien gorge, Marie wailed. Bring me two of my pocket handkerchiefs, I ordered, and some pink ribbon. And bring the needle and thread and some pins into my bedroom. Marie stitched the pink ribbons to the two points below my breastbone. The ends of the handkerchiefs I knotted around my waist, and then Marie pulled them taut and made them fast to the knot behind. The practice being to flatten down one's chest as much as possible, so the truth, that virgins had breasts, should not be suspected.
0: And so the brassiere came to be.
5: The result was delicious. I could move more freely, a nearly naked feeling, and in the glass I saw that I was flat and I was proper. She was the talk of the town. I was so fresh and supple that in the dressing room afterwards,
0: my friends came flocking round. From then on, we all wore them. Mary's patent was granted in November 1914, and that's when she began manufacturing. Most of my extracurricular activities had to be in secret,
5: owing to undue prejudice about what young ladies could or could not do to turn a long for
0: penny. Soon Warner Brothers Corset Company also began to make the bra. Things were looking up. And of course it was fashion. American and Irish fashion were quite similar according to NUI Galway's Dr. Katrina Clare.
6: Most women, and this might come as a surprise, but women urban and rural mostly wore corsets. So This goes back to the 18th century. If you look at photographs of women long ago in the early 20th century, their their bosom is just as... Uh, marked, really. So what I think happened, the the, the corset sort of forces up the bust, you know, forces up the breast, and then they wear a bodice.
0: A hundred years on, what does the bra mean for Irish women? The women of the Third Age Centre in County Meath recalled their mother's undergarments.
7: I can remember my mother's bra, which was never referred to as a bra. She always referred to it as a bodice. And the idea was that it was to flatten you in as much as possible. It was practically a mortal sin to show a shape. As far as I remember, there were bones or stays up the side of it as well. She was a typical woman of the time. You just didn't talk or show that part of your anatomy sex didn't exist even I'm sure if you had to go to the doctor about a problem in that part uh, of your body you were embarrassed about it
0: Six years after the patent was granted it was the roaring 20s and the bra came into its own Women could vote World War I was over and there was a new fashion in town California-based author Jill Fields sees women's identity reflected in the lingerie they wore.
4: The 1920s really launches this obsession with youthfulness that we still are experiencing today. Beauty is very associated with youthfulness. And so older women were all supposed to uh, maintain our youthfulness in part through an uplifted brazier. A boyish
0: silhouette caught on as women danced the Charleston. You could look at the flat-chested effect as
4: a perpetual adolescence uh, for these young women. Older women had a tendency to stick with the styles that they were used to and they'd been raised up with, and the younger women are embracing the newer styles. But you do see a move pretty quickly here toward this flattening bandeau, which was actually designed to compress the breasts and give that flat-chested flapper look.
2: I think aesthetically, there's a perfect shape. Aesthetically, there's a a pert breast, and breasts are part of a woman's sexual identity. So the look is very important to a woman.
0: Breast volume, bounce, and bra size have all been studied by
2: Dr. Deirdre McGee for Breast Research Australia, or BRA for short. So there's a a definite height that we know looks nice, and and when the breast is a little bit more symmetrical, where the nipples, you know, more in the middle of the breast, then that's seen as being more aesthetically perfect the purpose of the bra is to be an external support for the breasts so the breasts are supported anatomically by the skin overlying them and then fascia within the breast but when uh, the support that you get from your breast decreases with age so uh, and decreases with the mass of the breast then an external support is required to lift it up So, aesthetically, the breasts will commonly look better with a bra on than with a bra off. While women's identity and relationship with lingerie has
0: changed over the past century, the first bra, this rite of passage, is as significant as ever for younger generations. Are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. Something popular teen fiction author Judy Bloom brought to the attention of adolescent girls.
4: I just told my mother I want a bra. Please help me
6: grow, God. You know where. I want to be like everyone else.
3: When you get your first bra, I think that um, it's, you know, it's just very symbolic of the next stage of your life for a young girl. I think going from a child to a woman basically it meant that I was going to be like the other girls in my class and I wasn't behind I wasn't the, a child anymore and like you clearly had no boobs or no need for it but you just desperately wanted to have boobs just dying
5: for people to know I was wearing a bra like probably getting the word bra into as many sentences as I could having a sleepover. like do I have everything oh I have my bra yeah oh god can you see the strap from my bra like it's just everyone had to know I wear a bra this is this is where we are now we're We're wearing bras. It was very exciting.
8: It wasn't the Judy Bloom or, you know, sort of lovely day out with my mom and we went for coffee afterwards or anything. It just seemed to be a real matter of fact, in and out, brown paper bag in case anyone saw where you'd been situation. I'm
1: pretty sure I got some hand-me-downs as well then for my older female cousins because that's the way to do it. They were about 10 years older than me. So the bras were pretty big that I was being handed down. So they didn't fit me for a while.
0: Lift and separate. Two words associated with the bra of the 30s. Flapper fashion was gone and there was no denying a woman's curves. Though the corset was still around, you know. These departments were the most profitable in the department
4: stores and the corset saleswoman knew it.
0: Brands were thinking of ways to facilitate supply and demand. What better way than to standardise sizes? Cups became letters and bust size became inches. So this
4: move to the cup sizes was a move towards standardisation. And the idea was that you would no longer need so much assistance from the saleswoman. So it was a way to get rid of these more highly paid department store workers and also that you could even pick them out yourself because you would know what your size was.
8: I'm a 36C. 38F. 40CC. 34, sort of BC. B,
4: really. It's pretty fascinating the way that the brassiere size became a part of a woman's identity, although when you're picking out a brassiere, you cannot count on the standardized size to actually be you know, something that's going to fit you. And that was true then as well.
0: Standardised isn't exactly a reassuring word when it comes to choosing undergarments.
2: So we will give you the bigger fishing room there. Thank you. Okay, we'll get you to jump
0: in. Okay.
3: So I'll get you to take off. stuff for me.
2: Okay. I found in my research, I confirmed in the general population of adult women that bra fit is a big problem that 85% of both the adolescent group that I studied and the adult group that I studied were in the wrong size bra. So women are poor at choosing a bra that fits them correctly. It was worse than I thought it was going to be actually and I've tested both adolescent and adult women and they were both as bad as each other.
3: And I get you to turn and face the mirror,
2: all right? Okay, so there's the prime example of, you can
3: see the way the bra is rising up her back, okay? So that needs to be at level with the front. So if you can catch a bra and pull on it like that, it's too loose. So what we're going to do is we're going to tighten up on your back and we're going to bring you up in the cup,
0: all right? A chandelier hangs above a circular bra-covered table in Belfam Lingerie Boutique in Kilkenny. We'll say somebody that can be a size 12
3: would nearly 90% of the time... They'd come in wearing the wrong bra and it's usually 36 or 38. And I'd often say to them, if there were a size 12 and I gave you a size 16 dress, would you wear it? And they'd go, no, because it's too big. Then we shouldn't be wearing our bras wrong either. You know what I mean? We put more time into our clothes and our shoes
0: and we don't to our
3: lingerie. So it's important that we get fitted.
0: Bridget Carney is fitting a client <laughs> without a measuring tape. She says she doesn't need one. She judges breast size by eye. Now, oh, can I get you to pop your hands in there? Catch
3: and push down underneath the breast. Perfect. Like a lot of people get concerned about the cup size. If it's a double D, you need an F. Really and truly the days of ABC are gone. It's all to do with your back and not your cup. Because what it is, it's the weight of your breast is actually balanced on your back. Now, turn to me for one second. Okay. So what we need to do is make sure that that sits right in against your chest bone. Okay. And what we need to do is lift up the breast and sit it right into the cup. Same at this side. Lift it right up. And this is writing to making sure that there's no breast on wire. Okay. I've
2: found very commonly that women are not aware when their underwire of the bra is sitting on their breast tissue. It can be even indenting their breast, and then once they see it, then they feel it's uncomfortable, and they know and they go, oh, that's that's terrible, and then they'll feel much more discomfort. Now the breast is made of fat and gland and they're both, soft tissues they're not designed to tolerate compression like bone so underwire should sit on the ribs and the breastbone in the front of your chest now you might find that a little bit tight on you okay because you're coming from a
3: really loose fitting bra so I'm just going to pull the straps up there now sitting right in against your chest bone yeah okay and it's level to the back all right so you're in a 30 double F Okay, so you're down two back sizes and up one cup size. What you were doing then is that you were carrying all the weight of the breast here. So if you had tension or pain right like that here, it's down to your breath.
7: From the battlefront to the fashion front, and there's no smoke screen here, new style elasticated girdles and brassiers, everything to delight the eyes of women. Not that the men were exactly born.
0: During the nineteen forties, there was a wartime shortage of fuel food and bras social change was happening rapidly which in fashion terms meant that trousers were in
4: in world war 2 it's a much more developed Type of phenomenon. Women working in the factories to take the place of men who were off in the military and so you had more and more women wearing pants and trousers during that period either in the factory or at home. That does I think play a big part in why there is an increased focus on female breasts.
0: The skirt was back in the 50s and the tight busty sweater came with it. Hello?
8: Miss Morrow,
9: Brad Allen.
3: Look, I am in a hurry, Mr. Allen, so if you don't mind.
0: The movies were
4: are so influential on fashion, and companies took advantage of that, not only with the you know, well-known product placement, but also with what they called tie-ins. And so the movie companies would work together with different manufacturers to launch a product at the same time a movie came out or to have cross-promotion. And then there were the individual, typically young female stars who launched fashion or looked to as fashion leaders.
6: Pillow talk, pillow talk, night talk, talk, talk. First thing you'd look at is their bust,
9: and you'd love to imitate that. Doris Day, Doris Day,
6: yeah,
3: she was lovely. Doris Abba
9: gardener would be like that, very, you know. We
7: were all skinny. I suppose food had a lot to do with it at the time because we just had basic food.
6: I mean, how um, could you imitate like a... her?
7: No. <laughs> yeah. the, the thinner. The waist. It <laughs> emphasised the prominence yeah. of the bust. So it was very, very important to have a, a thin waist.
8: A kiss on the hand maybe quite continental But diamonds are a girl's best
7: See, Marilyn Monroe had a big influence on us as well. She always had this quite uh, protruding bust, you know, and nipples, you know. So Marilyn Monroe was like that. So everyone had to copy her, you know, and she had a lovely figure as well.
6: I mean, obviously, fashions in Ireland were, did reflect international fashions. There are two things in the 50s about fashion. One is that the style ideal is very much a kind of a, a mature lady style ideal. Women are, they're trying to look older. Nowadays, women are trying to look younger. But in those days, you're trying to look as if you're in your 30s, for example. So women are trying to look mature, and the big bust is part of that.
1: I've found my real.
0: It was at the dance halls in Ireland where women showed off new trends. Padding your bra was key. When you were starting to go to
7: dances and uh, you wanted to attract the opposite sex, you stuffed your bra. It was well known. In every dance hall, in the ladies in every dance hall. <laughs> and we would admire each other <laughs> <laughs> according to size and that.
10: We had the big ballrooms in those days and the big band, big sound and the girls would be on one side and the boys would be on the other side and you'd see a fella you fancy and you'd be waiting for a lady's choice to come up and you'd make a dive across the hall to try and catch our man and maybe sometimes he'd be gone by the time you get there <laughs> someone else would get there before you.
7: There were tissues out in my time and we used to stuff the brass with uh, tissues, paper tissues.
9: It was just a thing to do. I mean, you weren't trying to attract men. It was just kind of you wanted to look good, you know. Yeah. That's yeah. what it was. We were very innocent too in those days, you know. We were seriously very innocent. It was a state secret. <laughs> they never got that far in,
7: in the courting
9: days. I thought <laughs> they'd try.
6: When you think about it, the Brazier was meant to sort of tame the female figure. But in the 1950s, the those pointy sort of, that kind of pointy look that nearly put your eye out, you know, The sort of a, a it, was, it was quite popular.
7: I have uh, photographs of myself with this real pointy dress. They looked like machine guns. <laughs> God, or as if you had pencils, you know. I'm always hoping that my family won't come across these photos. <laughs>
0: <laughs> up to now the bra had cups wire and padding
7: when things start moving,
0: and the 60s and gave us lycra
7: action, keep your eye on maiden form. suddenly the trick is tricholastic Maidenform's new lycra and nylon bra
6: the change i suppose is the change that there is everywhere else on the slightly lesser extent in Ireland, women have more freedom comfort.
1: Extra support.
6: There are more women in the workforce. More women are earning. It's a continuation of what's happening in the 50s, only on a much bigger scale. Fashion is much more current because, of course, now we have our own television station. We have, you know, we can see it's in our living room by 19 by the mid late 1960s, most people would have a TV.
4: There was the the Twiggy silhouette, the the flat chested boyish silhouette does come back to many
0: people. It's interesting to think that when Mary Phelps Jacob invented the bra in 1914, she was aiming to liberate women from the corset, yet in the late 60s it was being taken one step further.
4: There was a protest by radical feminists at the Miss America pageant in Atlantic City. And they did a lot of performance art on the boardwalk there in front of the location of the pageant. And one of the things they did was they had what they called a freedom trash can, inspired by the terminology of the civil rights movement, the Freedom Rides and the Freedom Summer. And they threw into that freedom trash can objects that were associated with a tortured form of femininity, including high heels and brassiers. And this is the origin of the myth that they burned bras. They originally had planned to light that freedom trash can on fire, Allah, the young men who were burning their draft cards at the same time. But because it was against the law to burn things on the wooden boardwalk, they didn't end up doing that. But reporters who knew about that plan started calling feminists in a pejorative way bra burners because of that incident. So the association of feminism with being against the bra certainly emerged at that time. Although they they were all wearing
0: bras.
6: Although I do remember a few people experimenting with bralessness, but most people sort of gave it up. I think it was... Usually looked a bit sloppy and it was uncomfortable. I think most women held on to the bra. But what we did ditch in the 70s was the girdle, I think, mostly.
0: Ditching the bra for political reasons is a concept that hasn't gone away. In over 30 states in the US, it's illegal to breastfeed in public. The Free the Nipple movement is campaigning for equal rights between men and women a more balanced censorship system and legal rights for women to breastfeed in public.
11: I think you are tapping into the most important amendment to the constitution. You have
7: to be an activist to agree that it's bullshit that a
0: man can walk around shirtless on a hot summer's day and a woman will get arrested for it. In Ireland, the right to breastfeed in public is protected by law. You're going to give me a smile? No, he wants one thing. (laughs) That's the hurry up, mammy cry. One of the bra's primary functions is support. It makes sure that the breast isn't moving too much, which is (laughs) handy for nursing mothers whose breast
8: size fluctuates dramatically throughout the day. From morning to evening, your boobs can go from Pamela Anderson to fried egg and everything in between. So before, I'm usually a 34B. And when I was pregnant, I went all the way up to a 36 H, I think you know for some of us who don't have great boobs when we're not pregnant when we're pregnant and breastfeeding our boobs are beautiful and they're huge and it's flash in the pan but you know for x amount of months you get to have a cleavage that you've never really been used to or whatever so it can be nice to dress that up as well
0: when your body changes priorities change
8: Through your teens and early twenties, it's all for you and finding out who you are as a as a person, possibly as a sexual person, and then you do find the right person, and all of a sudden you want to start looking great for him as well or her, as well, and um, and then you have a baby, and then it becomes it sort of bounces back to being looking good for yourself again. So it can be all about you and the baby, and then you know all of a sudden your baby's two and it's less about them and more about your husband again so i think it just ebbs and flows no more than anything throughout your life i guess it just swings and roundabouts but yeah you do start to realize that you can do lots of different things with your boobs and that a bra can do lots of different things for your boobs and it doesn't just have to be to make your husband happy In the
0: 1970s, a man called Roy walked into a lingerie department, feeling awkward. It's not your average Father Ted story. What's going on?
7: I think Ted has a plan.
11: No, I mean in general. I can't find a way out of the laundry section.
0: (laughs) He walked back out with an idea to make a man-friendly lingerie store called Victoria's Secret. While changes in sports education led to one of the most important innovations
2: in bra history. In schools, males and females had equal opportunity for funding. And that led to an increase in the physical activity in the sport... And as the activity of females increased in school and then in college, they needed more breast support because they were moving more.
0: Uh, so we're just doing a light session. We're warming up now. And we're playing a game touch rugby. Something which the University of Limerick's women's rugby team know all about.
1: I think everyone's wearing a sports bra, to be honest. Yeah, yeah The likes of go. going into
11: them tackle about you don't want to be popping the wire in your bra.
1: It? That hurts <laughs> so much. Like, I can't even run in a normal bra, I'm not going to lie. And I'm only a C. We might be doing something simple, jogging for five minutes, and if I'm not wearing a sports bra, it's a disaster, I find. Like.
2: Every time your heel strikes the ground, your breast will bounce, and the faster your legs move, and the more your trunk moves up and down, the more your breasts will move. So if we looked at something like walking... To running, her breast might move three centimetres, and then if we got her to run, the breasts might move eight.
1: I suppose it's just the pain of something lagging, like it's kind of like yeah, a pull, it's like it's pulled down, mate. Yeah, yeah, it makes it harder, I find. Yeah. A lot of movement there. Like. You find the
6: straps kind of loosen as well if you're on Especially in Rugby as well. Like, you like. Must
1: so
2: we try to mimic a male, and when a male runs, there isn't so much of a relative movement between the breast and the trunk. Whereas with the mass of the breast, there's a like a lag between the timing of the bounce of the breast and the bounce of the trunk. And that's what makes the breast slap against the chest wall. So we try to get them to move as a unit so that it, it's more like a man, basically. We will want to lift the breasts up and we will want to push them in.
0: Considering the last few years of commercial music videos featuring topless women... It's hard to believe that the first TV commercial featuring a living model wearing a bra was only allowed to be broadcast in 1987.
3: Great looks start with Cross Your Heart. It's not glitter and shine that make you look fine. Great looks start with Cross Your Heart. For a look that's smashing. Ooh, so
2: flashing. Great looks start with Cross Your Heart. From Playtex, the fit that makes the fat.
0: It was a decade when breast implant popularity saw bra sizes increase. While Madonna started a fashion for underwear as outerwear. You know, she was able
4: to utilise fashion to promote her music very effectively.
0: Q1990 and a pair of pink silk cone-shaped cups. The Jean-Paul Gaultier
4: designed those cone bras for Madonna and it was smart in the sense of really identified her. She was the only one wearing something like that at the time and we still talk about it.
0: Supermodels and celebrities endorsed bras in the 90s. Sam is a bra fitter in Dublin's Arnett's department store.
1: And as we walk onto the floor you have Wonderbra. Wonderbra has been around for a long time and it's well known for the plunge shape effect.
0: Who could forget model Eva Herzegová saying hello boys on billboards around the world? Posters were rumoured to have caused countless car crashes from distracted drivers.
1: It was very controversial. I mean, now it's up there again. I mean, the younger ladies just love it.
0: One wonder bra was sold every 15 seconds.
1: We have a new one which is called the Wonder Bra Strapless. It's actually the hands bra. So it really does act as if there's two hands there holding them up, which is really great because this bra, you could actually run a marathon It will not move on you. It's absolutely an amazing little bra.
0: It's here in their base on Henry Street that twice a year, buyers strategically calculate next year's fashion trends. But there's one pattern in Irish consumer behaviour that makes the buyer's job a little bit easier.
1: Continuity would be our basics. It's really our bread and butter. And uh, our ladies come in basically looking for our continuity. So we'd have our nudes, our whites and our blacks. And they're the three main colours that our ladies would come in for and buy. All
3: right, baby, let's do this. Stand by. Here we go.
0: 21st century bras owe a lot to branding. Anne Summers, La Perla, and remember Roy? He was the man feeling awkward in the lingerie store in the 70s who went on to set up Victoria's Secret. That company is now one of the most recognisable American fashion brands in the world, thanks to some ingenious marketing, including a fashion show, which over the last decade has been broadcast on national TV in America.
9: Welcome to the one... The only, the Victorious Secret fashion show.
0: Almost 10 million people tuned in to watch the Victoria's Secret Angels walk down the catwalk with their famous playful wink. In a private room in a house in Eskeaton, County Limerick, Mary Noonan is being measured for a bra by Valerie Murphy.
10: I I go in sometimes through the department stores and I always walk through the lingerie section and I look and I look and... So there was that bit of a hankering that, oh, why can't I buy some of these? I missed that. I hung on to some of my nice bras just in case I might be able to fit the prosthesis inside them, but that didn't work either.
0: Valerie's Breast Care is a service providing post-surgery bras with inside pockets that discreetly fit Mary's breast-shaped silicone mastectomy prosthesis.
10: I grew up and I was always the butt of the jokes that my boobs were like two fried eggs. So I certainly came through my adolescence and up along thinking my boobs were very small. And I suppose suddenly there's this thing in front of you that represents what your boob is supposed to be like or your breast and i just thought it looked very very big
0: and what we've decided here is that you're going to be a 38c and
10: um i suppose prior to the mastectomy i always prided myself on my good bras and my wonder bras and something that was feminine and lacy and all that stuff and i love them and i'd always make sure that i had a, always one or two new bras inside in the box just in case The
0: bra you are at the moment is is lovely it's very
8: comfortable it's fitting you really well good straps
10: it's good, Valerie.
8: Good, good.
10: Yeah, good. It's, I, I like it. Um, I like it. And the fact that it's lacy
0: and feminine, that's what I love. Full cup, half cup, shelf cup, backless, peephole, halter neck, front fastening, water filled and plunge bra. This century, some of the most beautiful and functional bras in the world have been designed and manufactured in Paris, America, Italy and Germany. And stores around Ireland are now selling a new design, patented by an Irish woman. A blue rope fishing net lies at the back of a forgotten pebble beach in Spiddle, Connemara. Rena McCall is capturing photos of it. It's another visual for her colour mood boards.
11: It's also very inspiring, not only for colour but also for inspiration and design here. Over to the right, you can catch a glimpse of the Aran Islands and the Spurn over there.
0: Embrace Lingerie is designed by Rena here in Spiddle.
11: So that's the entrance into the studio. But she grew up in a Dublin suburb. Life wasn't conventional, but it was fun. My family had a cinema, the classic in Harold's Cross, so was well known for the Rocky Horror Show. And I grew up, I suppose, looking at men in lingerie. And it was her mother, Rita who came up with the idea for a new bra. She had a dream for a solution to why bras moved out of place when you were wearing them. It was something that had been annoying her for quite some time. That solution is trademarked as the
0: internal support system. The bra looks like the underwire band is separated from the cup. And like Mary Phelps Jacob 100 years before her,
11: Rina patented her new innovation. But what happened later was that my mum passed away in 2007. And I also, I didn't want her dream to die. She just always believed that there was no such thing as no, that you just hadn't found the right way to get a yes yet. And I thought, I have to go back and revisit this for my mum. And eventually that patent was licensed out in the United States and in Europe. For example, I have, um, these would be colour boards. Now, seven years later... Reena is looking forward to autumn-winter 2015. So you can see the colours are coming in, mauve is coming in, purples, which I'm thrilled about because I love purple. Breast size and shape
0: change with age, and bra preference changes too. <laughs> it's all about
11: comfort.
9: <laughs> if it's better for frill, all the better. But as long as it does the job, I don't care what it looks like, really. don't. Nobody else is going to be looking at it, only me.
2: Patients that I have who are older women, they've got difficulty with their shoulders, they've got difficulty getting an underwire bra to fit them so we move into a soft cup they're more interested in comfort they want soft materials they want wider bands they don't want as much compression
9: glamour goes out the window with me at this stage you know i'm 75 years of age
7: (laughs) (laughs) we were all young and had uh, longings for something fancy and all the rest of it male and female and uh, Things looked so much better on you than black lace and red bows and all the rest of it. Of course, it was only natural.
9: I see lovely fancy things in the shops today and they're only scraps of things, hardly functional. <laughs> I see them, but they don't interest me,
0: you know. It's 100 years since Mary Phelps Jacob patented the first bra, Nowadays, we have diamond-encrusted bras costing millions of dollars, smart bras that can measure your emotions, and there's talk of an internal bra that will one day be implanted under the skin. But do we actually need it? We've managed for thousands of years without it, and many women across the world still do. We know that it matters for comfort, But the big question is,
2: can we prove it prevents sagging? To do that study, we would have to control for sun exposure, breast support. So the answer is, we don't actually know. Smoking, like there's so many criteria we'd have to control that all could affect the skin and the fascia, that it would be too difficult to ever prove.
6: I love my bras and I love having big boots. And to me a bra is something that helps to carry them in a way that they're comfortable and at the same time helps to make them look good. That's what a bra is all about. I couldn't imagine what we do. There was no such thing as a bra. Wouldn't it be awful when you go around the morning now and you're now? you have no bra on of course and you feel floppy and everything you know it's it's an awful old feeling thank god for her whoever she is that she created and, and and designed something like that because it's brilliant
0: 100 years of innovation all thanks to one patent owned by mary phelps jacob which would surely make her a billionaire a year after the patent was granted in 1915 Mary bumped into Johnny Fields, a Yale quarterback who worked for Warner Brothers Corset Company. I told him of my invention.
5: The long and the short of it was that when I produced the backless Brazier and the patent, the company
0: at once offered me $1,500 for both. $1,500 for both. $1,500. To me, this seemed
5: not only adequate, but magnificent. I signed on the line and went home in opulence. It couldn't have taken many years for Warner Brothers to clean up 15
0: million or more. Unsurprisingly, the Warner Brothers Corset Company did go on to make millions over the next 30 years. But regrets over selling it didn't hold Mary back. Yes, is both epilogue and prologue to the things I will never forget.
5: With the Second World War, my life took on a clearer pattern. The things
0: I love gave colour to that pattern, and those I had learned gave form. Mary Phelps Jacob also known as Caress Crosby, went on to open the Crosby Gallery of Modern Art and she founded the Black Sun Press, one of the first houses to publish James Joyce, Hemingway and Ezra Pound. I was not without a plan. Such exciting undertakings drew me far afield. She's the person who liberated women from the binding corset. She died in 1970, but in her autobiography, she called her life in the decades before that the passionate years. I believe there can be no compromise.
5: The answer to the challenge is always yes.